Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the Sheffield Bridge UFO. That's correct, the Sheffield Bridge UFO. This is a kind of a famous encounter. It's gotten a lot of uh, coverage over the years. A pretty complex story, but I really like this uh, article I found on it. This is from 9news.com, dated uh, July 20th, 2020. The title says, The UFO Encounter that Tore a U.S. Community Apart. It's written by Raffaello Siracella. It says, As a U.S. family were driving home on a still warm evening 50 years ago, they had no idea their lives were about to be changed forever. On September 1st, 1969, the Reed family claimed they had an encounter with an unidentified flying object as they took a shortcut home over the Sheffield Bridge in Massachusetts around 8.30 p.m. Tom Reed, who was nine at the time, still remembers what he saw in vivid detail. He says his mother Nancy Reed was driving and his grandmother was in the passenger seat, he told 9news.com.au. Next to him was his younger brother Matthew. The pair had been sharing lollies. <laughs> there was light coming through the bottom boards of the bridge, he said. As we left the bridge and came out on the other side, we saw what looked like a self-contained sphere of white light. And as it rose up, maybe two stories, there were some rods of light. They fired several thin, directional, laser-like poles of light from one side to the other. So you have these people. This, of course, was 50 years ago. Would have been clear back in 1970, I guess. They were crossing this really quaint old covered bridge. They come out on the other side of it, and apparently this thing is so bright, this UFO, that it's not only, you know emitting this blazing, blazing light in front of them, but it's permeating up through the floorboards of the bridge. It says, His mother Nancy Reed was driving and his grandmother was in the passenger seat, he told News. Next to him was his young brother Matthew. The pair had been sharing lollies. There was light coming through the bottom boards of the bridge, he said. As we left the bridge and came out the other side, we saw what looked like a self-contained sphere of white light as it rose up, maybe two stories, so I'm assuming he's saying that the sphere itself just <clears throat> levitated up off the ground. There were some rods of light. They fired several thin directional laser-like poles of light from one side to the other. The light then retracted into it, and the sphere slowly moved around the line of trees going in the same direction we were. My brother then happened to notice a second round sphere off to the right of the car that looked like it was sitting underwater. At that point, everything felt odd to us. It was almost like being underwater, and as the car slowed, you know the tapping sound you get from being in a pool? The sound was stones tapping under the fender of the car. Mr. Reed said everything then became still and quiet, and that's when the family claims they saw it a turtle-shell-shaped disk hovering over the field to their left. The three objects, two spheres of light and the shell, made a triangle with the Reed's car bang in the middle of it. The car suddenly exploded with light. Mr. Reed said almost like floodlights had been shown on it. Now, if you, a lot of people have had these close encounters, close sightings, however you want to say it, you know, this is a common thing where people talk about the bright light involved. You know, this intense light that, it's like there's no shadows. The light just saturates everything. It's just almost like stage lights. This intense, intense, 
bright light. Oftentimes, people describe it as different colors, maybe white, blue, whatever. But it's always this extremely intense light that just seems to light up everything uh, in that area. Whatever this thing is looking at, whatever it's studying, it's almost like the light takes on a life of its own. It says the car suddenly exploded with light. Mr. Reed said almost like floodlights had been shown on it. He exclaimed to 9news.com AU, everything was illuminated in glaring detail. A cacophony of noise erupted as crickets and frogs burst into the frantic activity on the brakes on the banks of the Housatonic River. Now that's a little bit different. <clears throat> Usually when people talk about these things, they talk about how quiet it was. That the animals weren't making any kind of noise. The bird... Uh, song quit, the frogs, the frogs weren't croaking, but they had a kind of an exact opposite experience. And he says, that was the last thing Mr. Reed and his family remember for three hours, bar vague visions of what resembled an airplane hangar, describing it as a large open area that was much larger than the craft was itself. When the family finally came to, Nancy Reed and her mother had mysteriously switched positions in the car. The car ignition was off, and the lights were off, Mr. Reed said. Sounds like a classic abduction. Maybe they were taken to the mothership, whatever. They come back, people are put back in the car the wrong way. You know, sometimes people have the wrong clothes on. We've also seen this with uh, a lot of the cases that Dave Politis talks about, where they find these the bodies of these poor missing people, and they come back and they, they find them, and they're, and they're dressed incorrectly, pants on backwards, shoes on the wrong feet, that sort of stuff. It's almost like... <laughs> something tried to redress him but didn't know how to do it right it says that night across brookshaw county about 40 residents from multiple towns reported seeing a ufo but instead of bringing the community together it tore it apart of course you know you're looking at what 1970 i mean people really weren't ready to deal with this stuff it says the sightings are the focus of an episode from netflix's new series unsolved mysteries which details the encounters of Tommy Warner, Melanie Kirkdofer, Jane Green, and the Reed family. Mr. Reed told 9news.com he never felt like he belonged in the small town. The family came from New York City. And this is kind of a sad situation. You have these outsiders who claim that they've been abducted by aliens. You can imagine what that did for their reputations and how they were accepted or not accepted in that town. Mr. Reed was the most vocal of the family after the encounter and claimed he had seen UFOs several times in Sheffield throughout the 1960s. The nine-year-old said he experienced rampant bullying for speaking about his experience. I just can't imagine how hard that would have been for a nine-year-old kid to have, number one, gone through the abduction, number two, tried to talk about it, and then just have been mercilessly harassed about it in school, undoubtedly, I, I'm, I'm imagining. His family was also harassed. At one point, Mr. Reed said they were regularly followed by a white pickup truck. There were a lot of fights, he said. The cops had to eat in our diner to keep the peace. It divided the community. We went through a lot there. We went through a lot. There was a lot of struggles. The pain and hardship came from some of the locals. When I saw what I saw changed my life. I used to be an altar boy. I don't have any faith anymore. It's gone. You start to think, why are we here? And what all this means. It's sad that somebody would lose their faith over something like that because the Bible has a lot to say about uh, what we would call UFOs, you know, principalities of darkness, uh, you know, what kind of angelic beings or not angelic beings inhabit uh, the heavens. So I, I just think it's one of these things where we have to compartmentalize it. We don't, we have to put these into the category of don't know, and that shouldn't change um 
how we approach life in general. I mean, this is just, it's it's a mystery of life. And there's lots of mysteries to life. And it's just, you happen to witness one, well, then you happen, you happen to be confronted with a mystery to life, just like we're confronted with tragedy. We're, con- we're confronted with, sometimes people win the lottery. Does that mean they deserve it? Probably not. Sometimes it just happens. And sometimes just people just happen to see a UFO. There's nothing to get, I don't think there's a reason to get personally distraught about it. Like I said, it's just one of those mysteries of life that you happen to encounter. And, um, you know, you could almost look at it as as a unique experience. Whether good or bad, it's definitely unique. It says, in February 2015, the Great Barrington Historical Society Museum confirmed the Reed sighting and officially inducted the case into U.S. history. In doing so, Mr. Reed, who had set a polygraph and passed, was finally vindicated. That's interesting. A concrete monument was erected outside the bridge to commemorate their sighting. Mr. Reed now manages the Tom Reed UFO Monument Park. It's a feat he couldn't do without the support of sponsors, something he is extremely grateful for. And then it's got a little a little picture here of the little memorial they've got. It says, uh, do I think there was an off-world presence that caused us to be removed from the car? Absolutely, 100%, he said. I can tell you, I saw something extraordinary, and we were surrounded the spheres were certainly working in conjunction with the craft, and both of these spheres were over water. Do I think there was a military government aspect also involved? More than likely. Now, when people say that sort of thing, I often think that they're just falling victim to the normalcy bias. They have to have something in their in their known reality to anchor their experience to. Probably the most healthy way to treat these is, like I said, just to understand that it's just one of these mysteries of life. We're trying to unmask it. But don't. there's, there's no reason to create more anxiety in oneself by trying to explain it away immediately. All you can do is just say, I saw it. They experienced this. It's kind of simple as that. It's, maybe it's kind of a zen approach, but I think that's probably the most healthy way to approach it to begin with without getting too far off in the weeds and really causing a person to say, like he said, lose their faith or be ostracized from the community or whatever. He says, do I think do I think there was also a military or government aspect also involved more than likely? At the end of the day, do aliens know how to shut off your car? How, well, of course they would. If they made it here from across the galaxy or across the universe or from some other dimension, shutting off a car would be the least of their worries. However, it could just be a byproduct of whatever kind of electromagnetic energy these things are putting off. However, Mr. Reed said he is open to the fact that there could be an environmental explanation. I don't know. Hallucinogens? <laughs> the, man- <clears throat> the magnesium that was mined for the atom bomb in World War II was mined three to five miles from our restaurant over Connecticut, he said. In Connecticut. There was also a lot of military. We also had command aerospace, the electric boat, which made the nuclear submarines generally electric. You had some of the most polluted water in the entire country and the, Hus- the Housatonic River. It's so bad you can't eat fish out of it. There is toxic waste in that waterway. Who knows what happened? Well, I think maybe they're connecting dots that aren't there. Uh, it's got some great illustrations on the on the article here. It's got some pictures of the old uh, covered bridge and a pretty good eyewitness report. And they've got some uh, picture of the guy when he was just a little guy, nine years old. Imagine that. Just the trauma of being uh, an alien abductee and then, and, you know, in like 1970 
and then having to face those kids at school and just being, you know, totally shunned and ridiculed on top of it. Um, yeah, they've got they've got a couple of the pieces of, of stuff here they're talking about in the in an interview with the fellow. Uh, definitely check it out ninenews.com. Like I said, this was written a couple years ago, back in uh, the Dateline, and this is uh, July twentieth, twenty twenty. The UFO encounter that tore a U.S. community apart, the Sheffield Bridge UFO encounter and abduction. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.